Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Too Many Hobbies. I am your host with Too Many Hobbies, Brian Althorpe. Today we have a pretty exciting episode for you guys. We're going to be talking about the early waterfowl season, what we're doing to get ready for it, as well as some tactics that we're working with, and a little bit of planning for deer season. So stick around, and we're going to get into it. guys i just wanted to jump on here record a quick podcast about early season waterfowl uh and dove just kind of talk about some of the points and things that i'm doing in the early season or before the early season to get ready for it and kind of get the ball rolling for some of you that might be thinking about things to be doing before the season starts or if this is your first season uh, give put the seed in your head of some things that you should be doing to be successful in this early season. So I think that the biggest thing to do for early season success is scouting. And now that applies to not just the early season, but it is crucial in the early season just because we have so many birds that have been sitting here untouched all summer, especially geese. If you're an early season goose hunter like myself, you know that these birds don't just stick around in one area unless it's a city park or something like that, but these birds are moving all over the place and, you know, they've just gotten done raising the babies. You've got a lot of new birds in your area. You'd be doing your homework determining what these birds are doing and... That's where your scouting is going to come into play. But not only that, you need to be sitting there and watching the patterns of these birds. Now, if it's teal, you need to find what holes they're dumping into. They're moving around a lot more than the geese are. So you need to pattern them, see what's in the area, not just the immediate area, but also anywhere that is a viable hunting spot and figure out if you're in their flight path whether you're on a lakeside or a giant marsh refuge pothole whatever it is you have to do your homework and figure out what these birds are doing now as far as dove hunting goes pretty much if you can just find a group of birds they don't really move around all that much if you can find good vegetation something with a lot of seeds in it That's what these birds are going to be feeding on. And I think we all like to shoot doves, but we like shooting bigger birds when we have the chance. So for me, I'm going to be capitalizing on the geese. I do it every year. I kind of focus on geese. I just, there's too many people hunting the good areas for teal. And I have private land that I can scout pattern birds, geese, in particular and I like to hunt those spots and not have to deal with the commotion opening day in the parking lots 
and people camping out, you know, it's just too much of a hassle for me when I have very low impact spots that will produce birds. So, main point here is do your scouting. We're two weeks out from the season, guys, and we can't afford to not do our homework, not get out there and be looking for birds if we want to be successful on opening day. Now, just scouting these birds isn't going to be enough. We have to make sure that we're watching, you know, if they're dumping into a pond and just breaking off in the groups, we need to duplicate that on opening day. We need to set up decoys in the same type of environment or the pattern that they're sitting on the water or if they're dumping into a field where are they going in this field are they hugging more towards the outsides are they going in the the middle of the field are they up on hills are they down in the valleys you know these are all questions that you have to ask yourself when you're out there what are these birds doing and that's going to determine how successful you're going to be opening day if you can fine-tune these details, that's going to help you. Now, for somebody that's new to the sport and this is their first early season, just focus on scouting. If you can find birds and you have decoys, you can call. Just be patient. You need to let the birds work. You need to get them in a close distance. Don't be sky busting these birds. It's too early in the season to be educating them. Wait till they get close. If you have a good shot, take it. If not, just pass on it. You have all season to be able to shoot birds. And you don't want to ruin it for yourself if these birds are coming back every day. Pass on the shot if it's a 60 yard shot and wait for more birds to come in or wait till the next day, the next weekend. They're not going to be taking off the first weekend that they're here. From what I've heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, but geese will migrate the first full moon after our opening early season. So sometime in September, when there's a full moon, that's when they're going to start their migration. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. I don't really care. But that's what I've heard and it's not a bad rule of thumb to be watching moon phases, to be watching the weather, and seeing if that plays into these birds. I mean, if you start hunting or scouting a full month in advance, you're going to be able to go through all the moon phases. You're going to see, especially in our area in August, at the beginning of August, it is very hot. By the end of August, it's going to cool down. So if you can watch what patterns change as the temperature adjusts, that's also going to help you. If you get out there on opening day and it's going to be 85 degrees and it was 65 degrees overnight and every time that you've come there in the morning to watch birds work, it's been 65, 70 degrees in the morning, you can play that to your advantage. And you don't have to necessarily overthink it but the more information that you have, the better you're going to be able to plan your hunt. And 
that's also a big part of the early season is planning what you're going to do. You know, you're not the only one out there scouting. You're, depending on your area, there could be 20 people watching the same pothole that you are, or there could be nobody watching the entire marsh that you're looking at. If you know those details, you can set yourself up for success and also help yourself out by maybe you don't have to walk all the way to the back of the marsh to get a spot. And by the time you get out there, you're sweating. You have to take your layers off. You're getting bit, eaten alive by mosquitoes. Help yourself out if you can. And make sure that if there's a lot of people watching the same areas as you, you might want to think about camping out. You might want to think about getting getting up at 1 a.m. It just depends on how important it is to you that you find or that you get the spot that you've been watching. And I know in my experience that the spots around me that are good teal hunting spots, people are going to be camping there either the night before, maybe even some people on Thursday just to get that spot. And that doesn't really matter to me as much if I'm not going to be shooting teal. If I can find spots that I have available to me where I don't have to, you know, necessarily ruin my next day by staying up all night and getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start my season off that way. But there's a lot of people that do, and if it pays off and that's the kind of hunt you want to go for, do it. But you can help yourself out. You can be smart about it and still have a successful hunt. Now, strategies as far as you know, early season geese, teal, doves. For doves, for the most part, if you can set up decoys in a tree and like a pretty barren tree that they can see the decoys, if you have access to a spinner or if not, they'll probably still see the decoys and land there. But just try and find a spot that there's a lot of dove in the area. That'll help you out for, for at least dove hunting. Now. For geese and teal, you're going to have two different ends of the spectrum as far as goose placement and decoys because you're not going to need five dozen teal decoys. You might only need a dozen teal decoys and a spinner to be successful. And if you've got a big pocket, these teal aren't going to be sitting out in the middle of the pocket. They're not going to be dumping in there. If you watch teal, or at least the teal that I watch, they land towards the edges. They like to be on the edges of the potholes. And to make it more realistic for them, you know, put maybe placing your decoys on the edges, getting hen mallard decoys that look like magnum teal decoys, and putting those on the edges so that they're easier to see and putting your, your spinner maybe closer to the edges. That might help you be more successful teal hunting. With geese, this is where you've got to watch when you're scouting. How many birds are using the fields, the ponds? You know, if if you put out 500 goose decoys and there's only 20 birds using that 
area, they they might shy away from that. They might not like the big groups of birds, and that's why there's 20 geese going into that field. You kind of want to, it's just like fishing, you want to match the hatch, see what's, see what's happening, see what you can do to replicate what you've seen in the last month, three weeks, however long you've been scouting. If you see rep repetitive patterns in these spots that you want to hunt, try to duplicate that. If there's more birds that are sitting on the water all day, you don't want to put five dozen full bodies on shore. Or if you're in a field and these birds are landing in the water and then coming up on shore and nothing's uh, loafing out in the ponds, set up most of your decoys on the, on the shore in the field or whatever is butting up against the water and put panel blinds, layout blinds on the edge and watch these birds dump in. Like you might only you might be able to get away with putting four floater goose decoys out, aim them towards the shore, make it look like they're swimming towards shore, and then have a bunch of your your decoys feeding or standing in the field and that's gonna probably be your best bet if that's what you're seeing. So it's not it's not a lot of technicality, it's just more detail oriented. You need to make sure that you're matching what you're seeing when you're scouting. That's the whole point of scouting is to see what patterns you can come up with that you're that you're gonna be able to replicate opening day. And if you do that, you know, you're going to be way more successful than somebody that goes, well, you know, my uncle has a pond. I'm just going to go sit out on the edge of it and not use a blind and throw out half a dozen goose floaters. That person might shoot birds. Most likely not. If they don't know what's happening there, then they're just going in blind. I like to be able to know what to expect that day. And I've had times that I've scouted and seen a bunch of birds and then I show up opening day, don't shoot anything, shoot one, shoot two. I've had days where I scout and exactly what I see happens. All of these birds come in, you lay out a bunch of them, and you know that's the difference between having a successful opening day and not is just putting in a little bit of effort and if you can find private spots that you can sit on for a while more power to you just find spots that you can hunt find areas that you're going to be successful and I know I've just been repeating that over and over but that is the point that's what you want to do you can't just always go in blind and expect to be successful you have to put in work I mean how many shows do you watch where it's just a group of people show up in the Midwest they don't go straight out to a field they drive hundreds of miles with binoculars looking for feeds looking for fields looking for potholes getting permission if they have to and those are the that's the reason why they're on the show they're the ones that 
have been so successful because they put in the work. It's no different for anybody else that's hunting. You can be that successful if you put in the work. And there's those are going to be the people that don't have to text their friends and say, "Hey, you know, I want to I want to hunt tomorrow. What do you what do you got?" Nobody likes that. And it's just, you know, the excitement of this time of year, we're getting into hunting season. Depending on what you are available to do, you're putting in a lot of effort, you're you're shooting clays, you're training your dog, you're doing all this stuff. Why do you want to put in all this effort, get this excited just to be let down on opening day? Don't do it. Now, aside from all the scouting and everything, it's also a good time to start getting our gear in order. So if you have goose decoys that got wrapped up in, you know, the mud from the late season, or, you know, they're just dusty, dirty from sitting around, clean them off, get everything kind of lined up, ready to go. If, they, if you've got full bodies that go in bags, you got floaters that go in bags, clean out the bags, get them ready, get them organized. If you've got new decoys that you're using for the season, like I know I, I have some real geese silhouettes that I still need to put stakes in and get those in a bag, you know, layout blinds that maybe need, maybe you have a new layout blind that needs to be mudded down, get that glare off of it. Um, I have panel blinds that need brushed in, layout blinds that will need brushed in, there's just a lot of stuff aside from the actual hunt itself, but your equipment also needs to be ready to go for this season. And it doesn't need to be a lot of time that you spend on that. You know, maybe you've got some floaters that need new weights. You know, there's all this stuff that happens to our gear when we push it so hard during the season that we just need to take that moment to, or, you know, a couple days to just take a step back, look at our gear, assess it, make sure that it's ready to go on opening day so we're not out there fumbling around with stuff or chasing down floaters that don't have lines on them or floaters with holes in them, teal decoys that have holes in them or they don't have lines, you know. There's always gear that needs to be maintained and while it's warm, it's a good time to get everything cleaned off and ready to go for the season. Even your regular season gear should be ready to go. Um, you still got time between early season and the regular season, but you might have other things going on. Now is just a good time to assess your gear, see what you need, see what you need to buy, see what you can sell to get new gear. Uh, you know, just take the time to look at your gear, look it all over, make sure everything's ready to go, make sure your waders don't have a hole in them. That would be a terrible thing to get out into the marsh opening day and be sitting in a puddle inside your waders. That would be, that would suck. So take the time, look over your gear, and you know, make yourself aware of everything that you could possibly need for the season and you know see if you can find some used deals on gear 
new deals on gear right now. There's so many websites that are doing sales for early season. Take advantage of it because if you wait around and hope that it's going to come back before the regular season, you could be pretty disappointed. So take the time, do some research, see what you need, and keep pushing forward. You know, some of us are going to be getting ready for deer season as well. And hopefully if you're looking to put in food plots, those should already be put in. Myself, I'm just clearing brush, putting down uh, corn, mineral blocks, things like that. Like I've said before, I'm not a huge deer hunter, but our deer season opens up three weeks before our duck season starts. So it's a good time to take advantage of getting a deer on the ground before chasing ducks and gives you an, uh, gives you something to do before the regular season starts. I'm lucky enough to have my deer hunting land in my backyard so it's pretty easy to maintain that <clears throat> and clear out brush and put out feed every other day or whatever and check ca trail cameras but that's about it for you know early season talk maybe next week we can get back on talk about uh, some things that I've found or if anybody has any suggestions on what to talk about let me know anything you want to hear hopefully uh, there was some useful information in there for you guys like I said I just wanted to jump on and do a short short podcast episode about early season while it's fresh on my mind and yeah gonna get out tomorrow do some fishing then spend the weekend working on some gear driving around Hopefully you guys can find some spots if that's what you're looking for. Uh, you can find some birds and just stick with it. It's going to be here before we know it. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Check us out on now YouTube. We have YouTube channel with all the episodes listed there. Apple, iTunes, uh, or Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Check us out. Leave us a review. That would be appreciated. That will help us rank in, uh, in iTunes and Google Podcasts. And hopefully we can grow the show a little bit. I'm going to keep trying to do these weekly episodes. And I appreciate everybody that's already tuned in. I think we're three weeks, three weeks in. And over 50 downloads that's pretty cool I'm gonna keep uh, trying to make the my gear a little bit better so that these sound better I'm gonna really try to make these episodes better each week and this week I added a pop filter so last week's episode there was a little bit of my peas were uh, getting enunciated too much just gonna keep trying to make these episodes better each week so Thank you guys all for listening to this episode, and we're on to the next one. See ya.